Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. This is the program that shows you how to turn your obstacles into opportunities and your problems into solutions and make your dreams come true. And we've been on the air now just about 22 years and very excited about this. Um, There are so many incredible programs on Voice America, all that really help us to grow in so many ways. And today we're talking about being an entrepreneur, which I certainly can relate to because I am one. And my guest is Denise Kowalczyk. And she is a multi-passionate and very creative second act entrepreneur. She provides online and relationship marketing strategy to women entrepreneurs. She's an advocate of building a big life, one small adventure at a time. And she'll talk about several of the things that she has founded, different organizations in several states, and also her film work. And she has created festivals, films. She's an aspiring author and filmmaker and actor and a world traveler. Welcome, Denise. Thank you, Patricia. I am so excited to be here and talk with you today. Thank you. Now, did I pronounce your name correctly? Very, very close. Kowalczyk. You said Kowalczyk. That was close. Okay. Kowalczyk. I've got it. All right. So... Did the entrepreneurial journey come for you early in your life or later in your life? Did it just evolve? How did that happen? So I will say, I'll start with this. I consider myself an accidental entrepreneur. But having said that, I realize I've always been an entrepreneur entrepreneur in spirit. So I had a very long career um, in nonprofit work, for example. And it hasn't been it hadn't been an easy peasy experience because in hindsight it was sort of like what is i always get my expressions mixed up trying to fit a square peg in a round hole because uh, in my opinion that nonprofit the nonprofit sector i wouldn't call it a super innovative risk taking sector if you will and for the most part but I always wanted to be experimental and innovative and try new things. And that was not an easy path to lay in that at that time of my career. So when I moved to Rhode Island about five years ago from Portland, Oregon, sight unseen. Wow. Uh, yes, that's a big jump. Huge. And I, you know, later in my life, I have become much more adventurous and much more of a risk taker and embracing that. And so really celebrating my entrepreneurial spirit. And I had a long career in nonprofit, as I mentioned. When I came here, I um, had a remote job from Portland before we all had to have those uh, and decided that I would start looking for work. What I did, I had a few nightmares in a row that I was going to prison. And I thought, wait a minute, I do not have a criminal mind. Why am I having these bad dreams about going to prison? And I thought, oh, just a little self-reflection can go a long way. 
if I get another job in a dysfunctional nonprofit, I'm going to feel like I'm in prison Mm. or I'm going to kill someone and go to prison. And neither Mm. was a good option for me. So I was very fortunate that the universe kind of gave me a proverbial kick in the butt and said, now is your time, Denise. You've sort of thought about this. Do it. And um, some things in my favor, I had sold a house. So I had some cash in the bank. So that psychological safety regarding money was very, very helpful. And the state of Oregon is one of a few states and every state should offer this. Maybe in my next you know, lifetime, I'll serve as an, an advocate for this. But um, when you're on unemployment, you know, traditionally you go look for work, report in, yada, yada. Well, in Oregon, you have a second option, and that is launch a small business. I'm shortening the uh, process, of course, but basically you put in a business plan that's viable. Mm-hmm. You get it approved. And for six months, you get your benefits and you build a business. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's absolutely brilliant. And so I had that and I took full And that's advantage. only in Oregon. Uh, it's only in a few states. Oregon is one of which. So I don't know what other states offer this program, mm-hmm. but what an option to say Wonderful. to people, you're, you lost your job, you do qualify for unemployment, um, but maybe infuse your local economy with more small businesses, right? Which is you know, I think helps it. Uh, so then they would, they funded you to start a business. So you know how on unemployment, you get a check nowadays, you know, you just get a direct yes. deposit, right? You get like 80, up to 80% of your regular pay roughly. Mm-hmm. In this case, you would still get that check, but you didn't have to report. You oh, just got business. Right? And at the end you said, you let them know how things went. So I had those things in place. And also I would say the third thing is I've, grown older. I'm 59, just turned 59. Confidence. And so that was another factor that uh, played into that. I said, okay, I'm going to go for it. And I felt more confident than I ever had professionally when I decided to hang out my own jingle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I'm hearing is, you know, part of this was, you know, being brave. And also part of it was that you didn't want the alternative of thinking you'd be going back to a full-time job that really limited you. And it really made you feel constricted. Yeah, totally. So, totally. And you had support in terms of having resources to get another home, in terms of the state helping you. So that made it easier as well. Yes. And I think, you know, those factors are very important because, um, you know, if different circumstances had presented itself, would I have been so confident and forthright in establishing a business? I don't know. When I thought about it, I was, you know, at my crossroads. Okay. And I was at a crossroads to say, okay, go with what I know, apply, get a job that really wasn't feeding my soul anymore. Though I loved mission-based work in mm-hmm. the nonprofit sector um, and helping others and um, and supporting people in, in um, social justice or um, uh, human services, things of that nature, arts, culture all that great stuff that nonprofits help fill the gap on it just the functionality the culture the dysfunction was just not something that appealed to me and i at the end of the day i wanted to answer to one person and that would be me now granted i answer to my clients too but really the bottom line is i knew i had the hutzpah 
to be disciplined. Um, and I was um, hungry to learn, which was another great thing too, yes. because I didn't know what the heck I was doing at all. So speaking of that, what was the first thing you did? Now, when you came here to Rhode Island from Oregon, like extreme West Coast to extreme East Coast, mm -hmm. did you have any connections here in the state? Yes, it's such a such a Rhode Island moment before I was even a Rhode Islander. Um, so when I decided to move here, it was um, I sold my house in less than 24 hours. Now, I had done a year's worth of here and there research as to where I might land. The whole motivation is that my daughter, she uh, at the time was in high school and she had an opportunity to go to a boarding high school in the Northeast. So um, even though I was going to move back East where I'm originally from after she graduated high school, this just kind of bumped this up. Mm -hmm. So I knew that was um, possible and it turned out to happen, but I spent a year researching and talking and evaluating what did I want and all the factors. And I came up with the, the 10, the 10 things I needed when I moved. So my house sold and I had two weeks to figure out where I was moving. And I remember I said to myself, okay, I could go back to Pennsylvania where I'm from mm -hmm. easy peasy, or I could have another adventure. Mm -hmm. And I decided to do the latter. So I then I said, all right, who do I know? I have a huge network. It's pretty much globally at this point. And I said, oh, I know a gal in Portland who once told me her sister is a property manager in Providence, Rhode Island. So I reached out. She made the introduction. I spoke to that gal. And within three days, she found me a place to live. Soon after that, everything just fell into place. Right. And then well, let, me, and let me just add some things here because, you know, another key that you followed is the entrepreneurial networking. Mm -hmm. Not everybody is a networker. And I have found as you that I have built my business and my contacts and my creativity on talking to people I know who have helped me. Sure. And that's a great, when I look back and I say, how? excuse me, how did I get that? It's like, oh, I had lunch with so-and-so and they told me about it, mm -hmm. but I knew so-and-so. And that, and that's the, the beauty of this is that I think there were certain skills, as you said, you need. You need bravery, but you also need some financial tools, right? You need to be able to network. You need the right contacts. You need to know how to communicate. I mean, things you need in business as well, Denise, but you need them even more when you're an entrepreneur. Yes, and that's true. Relationship is really key because I am a solopreneur like you, right? And I didn't know what I was doing when I was getting to it, but I'm like, okay, I can build this car as I drive it, right? That's what entrepreneurship is. A, a lot of, of it is about that. But I know what I don't, I know I don't know. So who can I find who does know? And exactly. I have no problems. One, asking questions. And here's key yeah. right. for women, especially. I have no problems asking for help. Yeah. And a lot of women have a lot of trouble asking. They're usually the one who are helping right. and it's really difficult to ask for help. And I got over that a long time ago. Yeah. And that's great. We're going to take a break now. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Denise more about being an entrepreneur and all of the amazing things she's done with film, with bringing women together, um, with collaborating, with creating all kinds of conversations and women getting together and sharing. 
So when we come back, we're going to hear more from Denise Kowalczyk. And I got that right because it was it was spelled phonetically for me, which is perfect. Thank you. All right, everyone. Um, stay tuned. This is really interesting. And for any of you thinking of starting your own business or who have family or friends that are thinking of it, tune in because what you're getting here is the real deal. How do you really do it? And what does it really take? Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host, keynote speaker, and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now, she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for the Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Get Unchained. Tune in every Wednesday for Unchained TV on the Voice America Variety Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Unchained TV, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and we are back my guest is denise kowalczyk and she is a multi-passionate creative Second Act Entrepreneur. She provides online and relationship marketing strategy to women entrepreneurs. Denise is an advocate of building a big life, one small adventure at a time. And she has founded The Adventure Abroad, the founder of Dames Who Do Rhode Island, a social group that explores the plethora of offerings in this ocean state. She also has created Dames Who Dine, which is content creation showcasing some of the most fabulous eateries in Rhode Island. 
She co-founded Cocktails and Conversations, an event that convenes women for connection and discussion about various topics. She also founded She PVD, a festival celebrating women artists in Rhode Island. Denise is an aspiring author and filmmaker and actor and world traveler and consummate entrepreneur. Welcome back, Denise. Thanks, Patricia. All right. Before we go into all of these amazing things that you have founded here in this ocean state, when I want to ask you about when you work as a consultant or counselor or advisor to other women entrepreneurs, what is it that you find they are looking for most? What do they need most? Well, I think a lot of women business owners are overwhelmed with options and doing the right thing. like online or how to spend their time. And they might be investing so much time in doing all the things or doing the wrong things. So I like to just pause, work with them and say, okay, let's see what you got going on, see what's working and what's not working. Mm -hmm. And then really thoughtfully and strategically think about how to use your time. Because I know like pretty much everyone else on the planet, we have 24 hours a day and I don't work 24 hours a day, but figuring out how to use your time and to do it with uh, a sense of confidence to experiment. The other thing is there are no guarantees, right? You have to try and experiment with things and see what works and what doesn't work. And I have embraced personally I don't have all the answers and I'm going to mess up and fail as a business owner because I'm learning. And there's a lot of external variables to consider that I have no control over. But to recognize failure is a good experience when you're an entrepreneur. That's what I've learned in four and a half years. And that is you learn what works and what doesn't work and the course correct. Mm -hmm. And so the other thing too is we women are so wise in so many ways, and we have an opportunity to support each other even more. That's why I do all those other things that you mentioned with that introduction. The more that we do together, Mm. better we can make the world. And so I heard of a term called radical generosity. Mm. And I use that and practice that every day. Some people say, Denise, you give away too much for free. You know what? But that's who I am Mm -hmm. and how I can support other women Mm -hmm. who are maybe just coming in and last year or so started the business or women who are more seasoned, but are not super familiar with the things that I am familiar with. How do we support each other and exchange resources and knowledge and help one another? Yeah. And I think that's so true. Also, too, you know, in the last few decades, women have really come of age. You know, think about it in politics, think about it, even though they're still underpaid um, and compared to men. I mean, think of where women were when we were kids and I'm a baby boomer. So it, it's pretty amazing what we've done. And, and again, um, how much, as you said, we can really help each other. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about, um, well, you pick one. You have so many incredible oh, projects. Gosh. Okay. I mean, um, there's the film project, mm-hmm. there's the Adventure Broad. Let's talk about the Adventure Broad. That seems okay. so interesting and exciting. So I, uh, my daughter, I mentioned earlier in the first segment of our conversation, um, she is now in college in Scotland. And oh, um, beautiful country. Yes, 
Yeah, it's beautiful there. And so I went to visit her for the first time in October 2022. And when I was there, um, I was reflecting on all the different things going on later on in my life that came into my life over 50. And one of those things um, has been traveling, international traveler. And I really paused and thought about my life in general and moving cross country to Rhode Island sight unseen, um, entering the world of acting in my 50s. And right. And I thought, you know what, Denise, you are so adventurous. And that was took a many, many years for me to even acknowledge that. Hmm. And I'm a total broad. I, I gosh, I Googled something and it popped up. I don't know if it's like from the urban dictionary or something like that. How would you define broad? Broad it uh, broad is someone who is little less of a lady, but not quite a bitch. I don't know where that came from. Oh, that's fascinating. And I said, okay, that's me. You know, um, I'm broad, I'm raw, I'm who I am, who I am, and uh, I'm living my life. And then I just have felt so invigorated and have grown in so many ways by taking those chances, pursuing those adventures, whether they're big and grand or small in scope. And other women have said, you know, I was inspired to do this because I watch your Facebook page, or I was inspired to do that because I follow you on Instagram. And and that really fills my heart that if someone can see something that I'm doing as a 59-year-old and says, you know what, I'm going to try that. Oh, that just really, it, I, that really makes me happy. Well, sure, because you then become the role model. I think that's the reason I've done this work all these years in terms of finding positive role models, because for a long time, we didn't see them. Well, how can you possibly be something if you don't know where it is? And we don't accentuate the positive enough. Yeah. And particularly, I think as we get older, there's still ageism out there. And so, you know, we need to really debunk those myths and, yeah. you know, that's what you're doing and that's what I'm doing hopefully too. And it's important because there's so much we can do. And we also have the wisdom, Denise, that we didn't have 20 years ago, right? With age comes that incredible wisdom. Mm-hmm. So Individually good. and collectively. Right. So talk about your film project, Dames of R.I. Yes. I'm so excited. Um, so, I started acting two years ago. I uh, was fortunate to be in the Gilded Age. Uh, You can catch me if you don't blink. Um, First season, final episode, ballroom scene um, in a green gown. Uh, But in any event, after that experience, I decided I was going to pursue, I thought, huh, as a hobby, acting, background acting. And then as I got into it, as I'm still learning, I realized, oh, I'm an actually, I want to do some speaking parts and I want to grow as an actor and I want to learn. And then I was discovering at the time, there weren't a lot of roles for women in the, in their fifties and the types of roles that I was just seeing on my one database. I, I, I have a profile on backstage. It's like the place to go for um, acting and filmmaking TVs, commercials, whatever wasn't seeing a lot of opportunities for really rich um, acting. Um, And I thought, you know what? I got a story and I want to bring it to film. 
So about a year ago, through my Dames Who Do Women's Social Group, I coordinated an event of about um, six women. We went down to Newport. And it is not a very common thing for older adults to make new friends. It's really difficult to make new friends in general. But we instantly bonded. And we, over the course of a year, pretty much every month we would get together. Well, the girl band broke up for a variety of reasons, but I still was enamored with that experience that we came together and developed these really strong relationships and how beautiful and magical that was. And that inspired me to create the Dames of Rhode Island. And I am working on the film. I've never made a film in my life. Oh my gosh. But I know a lot of women have, and I have no qualms asking them for help. So I'm a member of the Women in Film and Video New England. Great community of women in the business and already met so many who have been very helpful. And so I'm working on my proof of concept right now, which is like sort of a short that um, that I can use to fundraise for the major feature film. So I have some time to learn. I'm not I'm bringing other people's in because I'm a natural collaborator. And what is what's the title? What's the theme? So the the, the film is called The Dames of Rhode Island and basically um a woman convenes five other women for a retreat and then there's this big dramatic thing that happens. I don't want to do any spoiler alerts here um or any spoilers rather. Um, a big thing happens and then a life changing event happens to her on the eve of this retreat. And so the story, which I have yet to develop, but the concept is under these situations of duress, how we can lean on each other, how we can learn from each other as women and um, grow as humans and make these really important connections. All right. Fascinating. On that note, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll talk more about other things that you've done in Rhode Island and, and other places. You know, we've brought people together in terms of cocktails and conversations. And then we'll also talk about, we'll go back and talk more about bravery and being able to really um, be resilient and go for what you want. So you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. My guest is Denise Kowalczyk, and she is a multi-passionate, creative, second-act entrepreneur. She provides online and relationship marketing strategy to women entrepreneurs and has created a lot of wonderful organizations. Stay tuned, folks. You'll be, we'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. The boroughs are New York City. The burbs are everywhere else. Real estate is the ultimate game of risk and reward. It's the biggest investment most people ever make. Fortunes are made over a lifetime and lost in a day. And we're not playing with Monopoly money. How do you stay ahead? Who's buying? Who's selling? And why? What do they know? We want the truth. You need an edge. Burrows and Burbs is your secret weapon to giving you the insider knowledge and strategies you need to succeed in the high-stakes world of real estate. From Palm Beach to Palm Springs, Manhattan to Malibu, we press the experts to expose the pain, find the deals, and occasionally predict the future. That's Burrows and Burbs, 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific. 
because everyone can make money in real estate. It is time to change the negative narrative of divorce. Families are hungry for a different option. Listen to The Good Divorce Show with Karen McNinney. You will discover how to function as one family living in two homes. There are high-functioning, stable, and happy divorce families living in your neighborhood. What's their secret sauce? What did their journey look like? Do they have regrets or recommendations? Let's find out. It's never too late to have a good divorce. The Good Divorce Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. All who live face a time of passing. Is death the end or will souls enter an afterlife? Have you ever wondered about historical figures and what they would say if they were alive today? Psychics and authors Barry and Connie Strom will use their gift of spirit communication to answer questions and channel spirits concerning the hereafter. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Barry and Connie Strom at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and we are back and we are talking about entrepreneurship my guest is denise kowalczyk And she is a multi-passionate, creative, second-act entrepreneur. She provides online and relationship marketing strategies to women entrepreneurs. And she has also built several businesses and wonderful networking opportunities for other women in the state of Rhode Island and in other places as well. And welcome back, Denise. Thank you. I'm so excited. Let's talk about cocktails and conversations. Love that concept. Talk about that. So I co-founded pretty much everything I do is a collaboration, and I usually co-found it with someone. Um, I brought this concept to a gal here in Rhode Island, Carrie McPherson, and we launched Cocktails and Conversation. We had our first event a few months ago, and it was at a beautiful space in Rhode Island that she centric co-working called Upriser, and it was just a space that really brought out... um, a connectivity and um, a great space to convene. And mm. we had a theme of power, financial mm. power, collective power, and um, individual power. So we had some short break off, uh, breakouts to have small group conversations about those topics. We had about 40 or so women there. And the whole idea was to bring women together who may not have known each other just to meet, make connection. Again, it's you call it networking or just connection mm-hmm. and then have these deeper conversations. And our next one, I will say, is happening um, February 13th, Galentine's Day. And we're partnering with Women United of United Way of, R- of Rhode Island. And we're still working out the specifics, but the scope of it is, again, bringing women together to share resources and connect. And we'll be having a panel 
of women entrepreneurs uh, talking about lessons learned and resources and experiences with the other women in the room and then have an opportunity for everyone to network with each other. So that's very exciting. So uh, um, Carrie and I are actually going to be meeting in a couple of weeks to figure out 2024, um, what we're going to do, probably a quarterly event and then um, grow the, the grow the intention of it at some point in 2025. Yeah. What's been the most exciting part of that uh, group, Cocktails and Conversations? For me, the first thing that comes to mind are two people who've never met each other, connected and saying, let's get together for lunch. Coming up and saying, Denise, I didn't know so-and-so. I love her. We're going to go out and have a coffee together. Or we're going to figure out how to work together. I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, which is really, yeah. What do you think um, in terms of everything you've done and all of the women you've worked with, what do you think are the ingredients of being a su- successful woman entrepreneur? Because you work with women. Well, I've touched on a couple of things so far. Yes, you have. But one is knowing you don't do it alone. Um, right. You can't do it alone. So that's really important. And that's um, a big one for you. You do everything in collaboration. Everything. I'm I'm pretty sure everything that I do is with co- collaboration. I, I, it's much more fun. It's much more invigorating and exciting to do it with someone else. And um, to be honest, a little less scary, right? In the sense, like oh. if I'm doing it solo, launching, whether it's an arts festival or whatever, um, I feel a little, it feels isolating, but if I'm working with someone else, I can brainstorm and bounce off and support each other, um, through that experience. I love that. So also, um, recognizing you don't know a heck of a lot, even if you know a lot, (laughs) you don't know it all and being fearless and asking for support. I think those are very important and also planning, Key. So, and, and planning and investing in your personal and professional development. I think that's very important too. So I'm hosting, for example, the audacious life planning retreat for women, because I do the planning. I had some, uh, a pilot last year, the women who did it with me, three friends of mine, they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So I'm bringing in more women to do it because planning for me is huge. It makes a difference in my life experience and my success. So planning is important. And I'm just cracked open for like the fourth time success principles by Jack Canfield. And if you're not familiar with it, it's a tome of such wisdom. And it was instrumental back way back when in about a decade ago of changing my trajectory as far as professional confidence and um, beginning my journey of becoming more of a risk taker. And I think probably was the seed, one of the seeds that later came, sprouted up in doing my own business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Jack Canfield has been around a long time and he's he's one of the leaders, yeah. I think, in, in really the communications business and worked a lot with Mark Victor Hansen. I mean, a pretty remarkable, yeah, yeah pretty remarkable. So let's talk about some of the other things that you've done. Talk about She PVD. Okay. This is, I'm also very excited about. 
I when I moved here to Rhode Island, I came from Portland, Oregon, which has a very rich creative community, arts and culture. And one thing that I loved uh, while living there for almost three decades um, was a thing and still exists, Siren Nation Fest. And it's a uh, been around 15, 20 years, women led a celebration of women artists and the likes, and they do an annual event and um, bringing performers, crafts, people together, uh, learning opportunities. And I thought, hmm, does Rhode Island have anything like that? Rhode Island's had a lot of great women-led things. Um, some, unfortunately, don't exist anymore. But I couldn't find something that was like an arts focus celebrating women artists in Rhode Island. And so I did a lot of outreach uh, to a variety of individuals and organizations here. And one of the things I heard about Rhode Island is you got to know a guy and you, or you got to know a gal. And it can be a little daunting to get things going. But if you're tenacious, which is part of who I am, I thought, okay, now's not the time. I'm just going to back burner this. Fast forward, I ran into a gal at a, another event um, we were volunteering at. She was like, I want to help. And so Alyssa and I co-founded ShePVD. And the it's happening in March 2024 at AS220, where we're going to have sort of a variety show, all female improv, female storytellers, female singer-songwriter, female poets. And bring it's hopefully going to be a free event. We'll make sure if we get all our grants and sponsorships in line um, to make it a free community event. We did get one grant through the City of Providence Arts, Culture, and Tourism. And so we're so appreciative of that. And uh, the idea is to celebrate some. We obviously can't fit them all in a two-hour event. But hopefully this will be an annual event and we'll grow it accordingly. But the idea is to bring a few of these talented women together to showcase them and spotlight their artistic expression and bring community together to celebrate them as we're bearing witness to their performances and then enjoy the evening of this incredible creativity. Yeah, that's really wonderful. And again, I think something you said before is what's important is being able to collaborate because Mm -hmm. you, you can't work in a vacuum with any of this. Exactly. Exactly. And also, I would think, too, that in your work as a consultant, Denise, because of all your connections, you're able to help women entrepreneurs also make connections. Totally. So, I mean, that is key. I spent a lot of time meeting people and getting to know folks. And uh, as a practice uh, practitioner of radical generosity, Whomever I'm chatting with, I have, you know, at least a half dozen resources to share with them, which includes possible introductions. And as I'm going along and meeting other folks, I might say, oh, you know what? I bet so-and-so-and-so-and-so really need to chat and um, do an introduction, if you will. And I think that's important because, again, you know, there's only so many hours in a day. There's only so much we can do. So why not help each other uh, get a little further down the, the road? the path um, by um, presenting each other with resources or introductions to help expedite things. Mm. And when you work with other women, do you work in a, um, I guess it depends on the project, but do you find that you're very strategic in your work with women? 
like when you're planning or is it more kind of just brainstorming or is it all of it? It's all of the above or any of the above. So someone could reach out to me and say, you know, I don't even know where to think about, start thinking about this. Let's do a strategy chat, right? Someone might say, you know, I need help creating a marketing plan or some other project-based thing. They can contact me about that. I am developing a uh, new program, if you will, based on relationship marketing, and that's going to be unveiled um, in hopefully the first quarter of 2024. But basically talking about a lot of the things we're talking about tonight, and that's collaboration and relationship and connection and resource sharing. So that is something I'm really excited about developing. So um, making it more systematic systematic that um, uh, we can make use of our times and still have authentic connections with others and help one another. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll be very excited to um, reveal that to the world in a few months. But um, or, you know, some clients I have, it's more long term. So they work with me for six months and we work on strategy. They do some of the do it DIY stuff and I do some and their do it for them stuff. And we just negotiate what those activities are. It could be. Okay, um, the client might say, I love to do my Facebook and it makes sense for me to be in the Facebook, but I need to be on LinkedIn. Um, can you curate that and manage that for me, Denise? So that kind of stuff. It really varies. All right, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we'll talk to Denise about when she talked about do it yourself. What are the resources that are available to women entrepreneurs and how do they work with less resources than they might have if they were in a big company or had a big company. My guest is Denise Kowalczyk, and she is a multi-passionate creative second act entrepreneur and provides online and relationship marketing strategy for women entrepreneurs and has found a lot of wonderful organizations for women to network and learn in the state of Rhode Island and beyond. She has many different websites, but her major one is ctdcreativeconsulting.com. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice will be right back. A little birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus Freedom for Humans with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. 
Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone we are back and we are talking about entrepreneurialism for women my guest is Denise Kowalczyk. She's a multi-passionate creative second act entrepreneur who provides online and relationship marketing strategies to women entrepreneurs. She also has created many events on the East Coast and Rhode Island and also in other places. She's an aspiring author and filmmaker and actor and world traveler. So uh, welcome back, Denise. So in this last segment, let's talk about what I think is probably the more challenging part of being an entrepreneur. And that's the uncertainty of the steady income. And how do you get what you need when you may not have the resources to get that to get it on your own? Well, wouldn't that be the secret sauce and make me a millionaire? <laughs> this is what I'll tell you my own experience. We started at the beginning of our conversation that I had some resources. I had sold a house, so I had some money in the bank right, right. and all that stuff. But what I've learned in the four and a half years at the time of this interview, that's how long I've been in um, uh, business for myself, is that you do the work, all the things, and it will always work out. That's what I've learned. Like, for example, uh, full disclosure, I had one major client and things went south Mm. and was not expecting it. There was a lot of money owed to me, Mm -hmm. um, but advocated for myself. And fortunately, the client paid up. That's cool. But I lost this major amount of income each month. And let me tell you, that threw me in a tailspin. Mm -hmm. And the self-doubt crept in, the fear, Mm -hmm. all the things. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to end up eating cat food for dinner, you know, all that kind of stuff. But what happened was, do my... um, I meditate every day. That's a self-care. I have a very robust, healthy self-care practice, two hours long every morning, which is really helpful to have that. I changed the narrative. So even though I panicked and freaked out, it didn't, it wasn't super long-term, but it was something to navigate. But I said to myself, Denise, you know how to do this. So get out there, roll up your sleeves, tell the universe you're not giving up. And it all worked out. 
and it does. Um, but I think there's a lot of faith you've got to keep. Yes, I agree. I totally agree. You got to do the work. It isn't like, you know, I'm not going to do any work and then every the universe will provide. No, you have to do the work. You have to show up every day and do. But then you have to trust that it will happen. Exactly. Got to keep the faith. Right. Even when you may have four rejections in a row. Oh, yeah. There's more no's than yeses. And how true it is. And, you know, and you have to be, again, tenacious. And for example, there were, I have a current client. Um, I have been, I first connected with that person or attempted to like six so months ago, at least. And tenaciously keeping in touch, keeping in touch, and now doing some wonderful work with them. You never know. So you have to be strategic. Um, also, cut yourself some slack and go to the art museum in the middle of a Tuesday um and have your plans and also some other things were we going to talk about like the diy or some um some you are absolutely that's what we're talking about is doing it yourself okay. how you okay. work with that when you may not have the resources that have the resources so there. i have some core things i'd like to share Sure. One is to build a core group of whether you call them advisors, go-tos, masterminds, whatever. I created a thing. I did a beta thing called Amplification Allies, where mm. intentional uh, women's peer-to-peer promotional support group and mastermind. Did a beta test, and then I'm going to be developing a community and launching that in 2024. But those ladies became very important to me as a business owner because I knew every month I would talk to them. I also have accountability partners. Hmm, that's There's wonderful. Where they you call each other and check in on each once other. Once a week or once a month, we have regular agenda-based work together. There's yeah, a book wonderful. by Gretchen Rubin called The Four Tendencies. If you haven't read it, I would encourage you to read it. I bring it up because I was reminded my accountability is external. If I promise you I'll do something, I'll do it. I have a tough time promising myself I'll do something and carry it through. So I know my um, external accountability was key. So I'm like, okay, I need accountability partners. And that has helped me be on track and feel supported. So that's another thing. Finding mentors is another thing. They don't even need to know. Don't call them up and say, hey, can you be my mentor? Just find someone you aspire to be, who's learned, who's shared, who's the, who's talking your talk, and check in with them periodically and make them your mentor. The other thing is um, uh, Rhode Island, for example, the Secretary of State has a very robust website with all kinds of information about small businesses. And it's a little bit of a labyrinth to get to it, but they have one-to-one options, brown bag, group discussions, and a portal full of information. Mm-hmm. They're very happy to talk to you. I've tapped into spent an hour talking about all kinds of things. So the Secretary of State website is important. And then the final thing, is um, in Rhode Island, in Providence, we have social enterprise groups, social enterprise greenhouse, innovation studio that have business development or uh, business accelerator or incubators or ideator programs that they're nonprofits that they can help you. And once you get into the ecosystem, 
make other resources available, whether it's advisors or free legal advice, uh, which I found out about Roger Williams University. The students, you can they have a free legal clinic for nonprofits and small business owners, which is great. And 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 this is this show is global, so people are listening from other states. But check that out in your state to see what the resources are. All right, we've got three minutes. So in one minute, actually, we've got two minutes. Just quickly, what would you like to leave our listeners with, Denise, about entrepreneurialism? Go for it. <laughs> I say it was a game changer. If you are beholden to more traditional employment, I would be, I would pause, urge you to pause and think about that because of the unpredictability. There is not the structure to you design the structure, but there's still always going to be the unpredictability. But if you have some curiosity and interest and you're feeling a little bit of like a renegade, go for it. Now is the time to do it. Thank you. And a re- website and how people can find you, please. You can check me out at theadventurebroad.com and that's all the things. Okay. Oh, you have several websites, but that's a good one, adventurebroad.com. All right, and they can write to you there. Yes, you can find me there and also backlinks to all my other, most of my other things too. Thank you so much, Denise, for being on this program today. Very inspirational. Thank you. Thanks, Patricia. It was great fun. Thank you. All right. Stay on the line. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. Um, you can find me, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources on Facebook. Um, you can also get a copy of my newsletter where you can see all these amazing guests I have on each week. That comes out monthly. And again, write to me, Patricia, patriciaraskin.com. And if you're thinking of doing your own podcast where you can get your positive message out the way we do each week here, um, please contact me. I've interviewed over 5,000 people in my career and would love to help you. So again, and Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.